On today's show, FCA and the UAW reach a tentative agreement, more reveals from the Frankfurt Auto Show, and Barrett Jackson moves from auctions to car care products. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for September 16th of 2015. Well, that didn't take too long. Fiat Chrysler and the UAW announced they've reached a tentative agreement on a new labor deal. The two sides began talks earlier this week after the union surprisingly chose FCA to set the pattern for a new CBA with the Detroit automakers. Details of the agreement will have to wait until UAW members ratify the new deal. However, FCA CEO Sergio Marchione did tell reporters that it addresses health care costs and that the two-tier wage system will go away over time. This is great news for FCA because if the UAW chose to strike, it could have really crippled the company. We've been hearing about the benefits of increasing the voltage of a car's electrical system for many, many years now. But in 2016, we'll see it get implemented. Supplier company Continental announced that several automakers will put its 48-volt mild hybrid system into production. It consists of integrating a second voltage level of 48 volts in the vehicle, as well as moving the starter generator into the engine's belt drive, which Continental says can be done at modest expense. The system has already demonstrated CO2 savings of 13% in the new European driving cycle, and in city traffic, savings of nearly 20% are possible. It will also be able to save a bit of fuel by recouping energy and then determining how and when to use it. Continental is also working on additional 48-volt systems that would add a coupling in front of the starter generator so the engine can be eliminated from the mix and the unit would only be belt-driven. These systems could cut CO2 emissions by another 5% and save fuel by 2% and be ready for production in the 2020 and 2025 range. Hey, don't miss our coverage of the Frankfurt Auto Show today. John is interviewing executives from the floor of the show with their new vehicles. So keep checking Autoline.tv throughout the day for the latest updates. And stay tuned because we'll be back with some new reveals from Frankfurt right after this. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, Dow Automotive Systems, Breakthrough Technologies for Lightweight Vehicles, and by Pure Michigan, leading the automotive world in intelligent, connected vehicles. We run on brain power. Infinity is jumping into the small compact car segment for the first time with its new Q30 model. The car has bold styling with swooping lines throughout the body. It's offered with a range of gasoline and diesel engines globally, but in the U.S., it will only be offered with a 2-liter 4-cylinder gas engine that's mated to a 7-speed dual-clutch transmission. A 6-speed manual is available in Europe. The Q30 will be the company's first model built in Europe at its plant in the U.K., and it goes on sale later this year in select markets. Earlier this week, Mercedes teased a new concept it's showing off in Frankfurt called the IAA. The vehicle is somewhat of a two-for-one, and that it's showcasing aerodynamics and design. While it is a sleek-looking car, 
Its arrow tricks are what caught our attention. At the touch of a button, or when the car hits about 50 miles per hour, the rear end extends about 15 inches. Flaps in the front bumper extend to improve airflow, and a shutter in the front bumper also moves towards the rear to improve underbody airflow. Before the transformation, the IAA carries a coefficient of drag of 0.25. After, it drops to 0.19. While we won't see this car in production anytime soon, Mercedes says it offers a glimpse at what a sedan could look like in the future. Nissan took the wraps off its funky crossover concept called the Grips. It's a hybrid powered by a gasoline engine and an electric motor from the Leaf. The company didn't offer up many details on the powertrain, but that's because this is a design concept. Some of those highlights include gull wing front doors and side hinge doors for the rear. When both are opened, you can see that the Grips doesn't have a B-pillar, which allows for easier access. It was created by the company's design teams in Europe and Japan, and was inspired by classic desert rally cars and racing bicycles. Coming up next, I will see how well Barrett-Jackson's new tire care products stack up against my own secret concoction. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. We were recently contacted to see if we wanted to test out some of Barrett Jackson's new car care products. And since I had some wheels and tires that were in need of a good cleaning, I opted for the tire care kit. Ultimately, I wanted to see how easy the products were to use and how effective they were. To determine that, I put the products up against my normal routine for cleaning wheels and tires, which is using a strong concentration of Simple Green in a warm bucket of water and a sponge for scrubbing those pesky and hard to get at areas. I started out with the Barrett Jackson Wheel Cleaner, which directs you to spray the product onto the wheel and tire area, let it sit for about 30 seconds, and then rinse it with a hose. While that worked pretty well, the directions also say some scrubbing may be needed for problem areas. As these wheels and tires were what I would consider to be dirtier than normal, they needed some of that extra scrubbing. But I will say, it required very little effort to get those problem areas clean after that first coat. After that, I moved on to my concoction and started scrubbing away. Once done, I let the two wheels dry and compared them to one another. And to my eye, the Barrett Jackson clean wheel and tire looked cleaner. There were still some dirty spots on the wheel that I used my cleaning mix with, especially where the spokes meet the rim. So I figured, why not re-clean the wheel with the Barrett Jackson spray? A bit to my surprise, it removed most of the dirt that was left behind, and most notably, the Barrett Jackson wheel cleaner removed a significant amount of dirt from the tire that was missed with my concoction. Now that the wheels were clean, I moved on to the Barrett Jackson tire shine. I will say I'm not a fan of that super shiny, oily look on tires. I just want something that will help protect the tires and give them a slight shine. What I normally do is spray on some Armorall, let it sit for several minutes, then wipe it off. That gives me the look that I like. The Barrick Jackson stuff is a little easier to use. Just spray it on and let it sit for about five minutes. And it turned out that one coat gave me the look that I like. But if you prefer more of a shine, 
more coats can be applied. Next to the Armorall tire, I think the results are about the same. The tire care kit finishes off with a metal polish for the wheels, a step I never take, but it did give the wheel just a little bit extra shine. While you may already have a process for cleaning wheels and tires of your own, if the price is right, the Barrett-Jackson tire care products are worth checking out because it sure was easier and more effective than my normal process. Well, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope to see you back here again tomorrow.